Hi, Evie. Hey, Nicole. How are you? Good. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to the queers. Cheers to the queers. Tough times. It is the yes. Pride Month, though. Yes. So, happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. Um, my gay Crocs came in the mail. Your gay... Wait, I'm sorry. You're, you're, <laughs> say again? My gay Crocs. I have been wanting a pair of Crocs for a while, okay? Let me just start there. And I couldn't figure out what color to get. Because I like the white Crocs a lot. Then I found white Crocs with, like, the rainbow bottom. And I was like, I'm going to wear these puppies to Pride, obviously. Well, Pride was canceled. So I wore them to protest. So my um, my gay Crocs have been all over the city, so... Oh my gosh, Nicole, I am flabbergasted and <laughs> there is so much joy in this image of these Crocs. I Are you wearing them with like overalls? I feel like the, you're wearing overalls with them like rolled up to your knees. No, I'm wearing jeans rolled up pretty high. Ah, okay. My jeans okay. are rolled up like uh, I usually, I, I start with like a two roll. By, like, the end of wearing my pants, I'm usually at, like, a six or seven roll. Like, I kind of make them into, like, I don't know. Like, they're pretty high up. So, and, yeah. Because and they, these Crocs needed room to breathe, and I wanted to show them off, obviously. Don't Crocs breathe naturally? Yeah, and they're so comfortable. And I was just really ex- I mean, I was pretty excited about wearing them to Pride. I'm not going to lie. But, um, yeah. So, but, you know, I wore them everywhere else. I, that's amazing. Yeah, this is the best thing that happened this week. Um, in my car, I get the a, a Beetle, that's fun. Yeah, that's really cool. And, yeah, so, uh, how, how are you? How was your trip? Uh, very successful, um, well, in some ways, and unsuccessful in others. We were unsuccessful in being connected to the world and knowing what was going on but we were successful in finding some exotic mushrooms if you will that makes morels and woods that makes it sound like illegal mushrooms which is kind of funny but um well you know i don't know i mean i don't think they're illegal i think i don't can can a mushroom be illegal isn't it just the taking of the mushroom that's illegal I mean or cultivation of the mushroom that would be illegal but if it just happens in nature I mean you can't illegal that that's true although they do do you know um that's true you can say cocaine it comes from plants it's yeah but it's legal I'm just <laughs> it's a little different I understand I understand um but uh and don't do math that does not come from plants no. Meth, from yeah, here. meth comes from like Sudafed and turpentine. <laughs> I guess if you need to do a crazy upper drug, I guess cocaine would be a little better because it comes from plants, but probably just don't do any of it. <laughs> and stay away from the poppies too while we're at it. That's yeah. another one. Except yeah. the poppy seed muffins are fine. And poppy seed muffins are so good. And poppy seed bagels. Oh, oh yes. You know, though, if you eat those, you will, you could potentially test positive for opiates just by eating poppy seeds. I read about that and it was like a pretty big, like large amount that you'd have to eat 
first sure. of all, like, if you ate like 19 bagels, you probably could. But well, like my aunt who used to work for the airlines, she wasn't able to eat eat them because she loved them so much. Like that was the thing. Poppy seed bagels and muffins were her thing. Yeah. So she would eat them all the time. So she was like, I can't eat them at all because if I eat them at all, I'm going to eat them all the time. Yeah, I understand that. I actually really understand that mentality. That's why there are certain things I just don't have. Like cereal. I am not responsible enough to have a box of cereal in my house because that is all I will eat. Yeah, I totally get that. Yes, and it like and it's not like let's be real. I'm getting cereal. It's gonna be fruity pebbles. Um, I really like apple jacks. <laughs> Even though like apple jacks are they're real mysterious. They, they don't taste appley at all, well, but they, they are you good. Hear a lot of people talk about them, and you never see people have them, but they're there. But like I don't know. I always felt growing up like apple jacks was like a rich person cereal. Oh it's yeah, really odd, but it's still one of my favorites. So Apple Jacks, Fruity Pebbles, um, that's all I'll eat. And I well, won't my mom eat- wouldn't buy for, uh, sugary cereal when I was little, yeah. so I was deprived as a child of sugary cereal. Do you like um, uh, yeah? I mean, grape nuts. Grape nuts was yeah. a thing in my house. Yeah, shredded wheat. Frosted shredded wheat is good. But to be fair, and I mean, like Cheerios, she would buy Honey Nut Cheerios and Raisin <laughs> Bran, which that's does good. have sugar on the raisins. Yeah. Raisin Bran's good, too. I yeah. see, literally, I cannot have cereal. That's but all I'll I eat. also was the kind of kid who liked my cereal to get soggy before I would even eat it. Ew. <laughs> Gross. Were yeah. you the kind of kid that put the milk in first, too? I don't know why, but you strike me as that kind of What do you mean, milk and then cereal? Yeah. No. Okay. No, that's weird. Good. Yeah. We agree on something. Finally. (laughs) All right, boat nerd. um, You want to get to the news? Yeah, let's get to the news. Then that would be a good time for the birds to chirp in. Burp, burp, burp. Right. Breaking news. Breaking chirp, news. Chirp. Hear he, hear he. Read all about it. Extra. Hear she, hear she. Hear they, hear they. Hear we. Wow. Hear we now. Hear me now. Hear me hear roar. We. we have headlines. 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 Breaking headlines. I'll start. You do First it. One. Gay Widower wins historic victory for Social Security benefits in federal court. Um, as a man and his partner were together for 43 years, but the Social Security Administration said that only the last six months of their relationship counted. Uh, but a federal judge magistrate ruled that the widower is entitled to survival benefits after the death of his husband of 43 years. Um, because apparently... Uh, the Social Security Administration said they were not mar- uh, legally married long enough. Ugh. Yeah, but um, he was awarded the benefits, so that's really good. Uh, that story's an LGBTQ nation. Oh, it's that's great news. Yeah. Story. yeah. That's happy news. Happy news. I'm glad you started with some happy news, because it's been a tough yeah. time, and I have a tough story. Another black man, Tony McDade, was shot and killed by police last week. Advocates have called for a full and complete investigation into the death of a trans man in Tallahassee. 
So essentially, as people across the country have been gathering to mourn the death and murder of George Floyd and protest against police brutality, um, Tony McDade, 38, was shot and killed by police last week in Tallahassee, Florida. The details surrounding his death are murky, right? I mean, Uh as is always the case, I think the police have their side of the story and then people who were there and video tells a different story. Um, Essentially the cops say that they uh, approached him because he was a suspect in a stabbing that had taken place earlier in the day Um, that he had a handgun and a bloody knife was found on the scene, but Facebook videos taken by witnesses dispute that. Um, Ultimately, they shot and killed him. I'm not going to go into all of the details. If you want to find out more, I highly suggest you do that. Um, But this is the 12th gender or trans gender nonconforming or trans person to be murdered in 2020. And this one was at the hands of police. Mm, 2020 is really shaping up to be some, some kind of year, huh? I know, right? I'm only halfway through. Um, Oh boy. (laughs) uh, Tissue samples from 1966 contains HIV strain. Um, This finding is further proof HIV crossed over to humans decades before it turned into a pandemic. There's been a lot of discussion about when HIV and AIDS uh, really, you know, originally crossed over into humans. Uh Um, It's still believed that it it crossed over from um, basically a human eating part of an animal. Um, Uh It was was obviously... uh, HIV has been around longer in primates, and so there's... um, it's, that's the general consensus, but there's a lot of talk about when HIV started, and this article kind of goes into it a little bit. Um, and this is uh, this uh, this is considered the oldest genome with an HIV uh, with an HIV strain that's 10 years older than most previous findings. Wow, um, this is so interesting. Yeah, and it's you know obviously too. It, it wasn't really even observed in, or studied by scientists until the 1980s. So um, they're just now like kind of really getting into the origins of it. And it's really changing the, the idea of where the disease came from and how it actually spread. So um, and that's uh, an HIV plus So it's a really interesting article. We'll put a link up to it. Oh, that's so interesting. All right. My next one is. Headline reads, I am outraged. D.C. Bishop denounces Trump's church visit after police clear protesters with tear gas. So, in other words, Trump had the D.C. police clear out Lafayette Square with tear gas as people were peacefully protesting so that he could walk over, look like a tough guy, and a man of God. I hate him. The height of absolute, complete, that is absolutely like the epitome of who he is. And 
it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I like, like literally just hate him. That's all. Yeah. Um, my last story, this is an interesting story. Um, on NBC News, it's grinder to remove ethnicity filter in support of Black Lives Matter. I don't know. Interesting. What now? I I don't know because it's just it's strange to me that it was a factor before that it was there before and that I I mean I know uh, in in all communities racism is a problem and in the gay community too and. Um, it's something I would really like to talk about definitely one day, uh, mm-hmm. one episode. Um, and it's just, I don't know, I guess like it's good that they're doing something to speak out in support of the Black Lives Matter movement, but it just seems. Well, I have a question. Yeah. So how, how does removing ethnicity support Black Lives Matter? I mean, because I mean, to me, it sort of sounds like, they're trying to make Grinder more quote unquote colorblind, mm-hmm. right? Which is part of the problem. Exactly. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's kind of a weird. Um, Grinder said it will remove the racial and ethnic filter from its popular gay dating and social networking app, citing user feedback and, com- and a commitment to the Black Lives Matter movement. We will not be silent and we will not be inactive, the company said in a post on social media Monday. We will continue to fight racism on Grindr both through dialogue and our community and a zero tolerance policy for racism and hate speech on our platform. As part of this commitment and based on your feedback, we've decided to remove the ethnicity filter from our new release. That's what I'm saying. I don't there's I I mean, I I would hope that most of us know the idea of like, I don't see color isn't a good thing. Like, that's just. Yeah, like it's a race. Well, it's also just not true. Exactly. People who say I'm colorblind are saying I am denying your experience as a human being that is of a different skin color than me because I have not had that experience. I don't treat people differently. Yeah, so it's, I don't know. But, I mean, I, I guess their intent is there. You know, it's a, it's... They're trying. I'd like to look more into that and see, yeah, see what the, yeah. what that's really about. That's interesting. Um, well, I have another one that's a little closer to home. Okay. The community pops off on Detroit popcorn company owner after racist comments supporting police brutality. So this 21-year-old guy, Evan Singer, several years back, bought uh, a share or is or bought um, outright uh, the Detroit Popcorn Company. This was in 2015. Nope, Mm -hmm. 2019. Sorry. So what? He's 23 now. So this guy is clearly a guy with lots of privilege available to him. Um, He goes by the name Even Sangria on Facebook and his comment earlier this week was, they wonder why they need knees in their necks. Yeah. And then he continued to sort of double down after people started calling him out on it. At some point he posted, the Detroit Popcorn Company no longer needs the support of black Detroiters. 
Now, of course, all of these have since been deleted and the Facebook page is no longer active, um, but people have been sharing screenshots of the uh, back and forth that they've had with him where he's doubled down on these comments. So Detroit Zoo has canceled its contract with them. Quicken Loans has apparently also quick, uh, canceled their contract with them. So it looks like Detroit yeah. Popcorn Company My mom will no longer be working with them. <laughs> oh, your mom, huh? Your mom too. That's, I mean, she's, yeah, she's, he, she's one of their accounts. So her yeah. business, yeah. Well, looks like Detroit Popcorn Company has been canceled. Yeah, definitely. Due to racism. Due to racism. And that's the thing. I just want to say real quickly, yes, Evan Singer had absolutely every right to say what he said. And that doesn't mean he's he's free from consequence. You know what I'm saying? That's what yep. bugs me so much about First Amendment. Uh, people who scream, well, you're you're this boycott is violating my first amendment rights. No, it's not. It's a consequence of your actions. It has no, government infringement on your speech. That would violate the first amendment. People responding to you and saying, no, no, we are not going to tolerate this racism in our community is not a violation of your first amendment right in any way, shape or form. It is a consequence of your racism. And I'm off my soapbox. No, I like I like I like your soapbox. Um, yeah, exactly. And so, bye, popcorn company. Bye. Yeah, losing those, losing the zoo and quick loans is. I mean, that's gonna. That's it. Those are. I, that's got to be a huge chunk of their business. So. Devastating. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. Good. Let's get to Cheers it. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. On May 25th, Minneapolis police officers arrested George Floyd. He's a 46-year-old black man. Um, he was at a deli, uh, and he was accused of using a counterfeit $20 bill. Um, 17 minutes after the first squad car arrived on the scene, Mr. Floyd was unconsci unconscious, and he was um, pinned between three police officers, and he showed no signs of life. Um, I think, uh, the video is, it's really tough to watch, but it's really important too. Um, he was, the police officer was resting all of his weight on his knee and that knee was crushing George Floyd's neck and it lasted for eight minutes. Eight minutes and 46, 46 seconds. seconds. Yeah. Um, and this week, we just want to talk a little bit about what happened and what has happened since and maybe what will happen. Uh, you were, did you hear about it up north at all? No, uh, not until about two days ago, maybe three days ago. Um that's when I finally like kind of heard about it. And actually um, there was a small group of demonstrators in Manistee. Really? On the corner. Uh, uh, yeah. On the corner of like the main streets there, 31 and uh, I don't know what the street names are, but yeah, there was a handful of them up there. And uh, that was kind of 
maybe one of the first touch points where I was like, okay, what's going on, you know? Especially up there. I mean, not, I shouldn't say that because that's not really fair. Um, well, it's a very white area. It's a very yeah. rural area. It's also very touristy um, and it's small definitely- county. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant. That I imagine a lot of the people up there were. Um, and if you're not if you're not from Michigan and you're listening, uh, we have what's called we just call it up north. Yeah. The which deb- is different than the UP. Yes, the debate on where up north starts is heated. You look into it, but um, and up north we have these really lovely little towns on the lake and a lot of tourists. Like the summer, summers are spent up north often. So. If you hear us saying up north, or that's that's kind of what we're referring to. Yeah, everybody in Michigan vacations in Michigan. <laughs> Every, if you live up north, you come south, and if you live south, you go up north. Yes, and like I said, nobody knows where up north begins, but it just does. <laughs> it it ju- depends on who you are and where you live. It just you can kind of feel it. All of a sudden, you're up north. I was up north this week too, so. Um, but yeah, that's what I mean. So I, I think it would be, I would be a little surprised about seeing protests there, but that's awesome. That Yeah, yeah. it's great. I mean, it was, I mean, it kind of reminded me of you saying that you were like the soul, the solo out there in Royal Oak, you know, although yeah. Royal Oak, you expect better. I was really disappointed. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit, because I want to get into some of the protests and some of the ones that I went to, but um so that must have been, yeah, that must have been overwhelming, kind of just coming back and, and hearing about all of this. Uh, I imagine you saw the video, too. Well, no, I have not watched the video. Um, but, and, and and I honestly, I don't know if I will. Yeah, I don't know yeah. that everybody needs to watch the video. I mean, I think that if you are someone who, you know, I, I, I I guess the thing is, is I think that it can be very traumatizing for people to watch that. And Definitely. there's no need to traumatize yourself. I mean, the fact is, is this man was murdered, uh, regardless of whether or not he was, quote unquote, attempting to pass a counterfeit $20 bill. Um, the reaction of the police in this situation was completely out of control and it seems like that's been the case for a long long period of time and social media is just making us more and more aware of it these days um as white people Mm -hmm. black people obviously know and have known yeah the the tape i i saw it on twitter and the thing with twitter is sometimes you don't even mean to watch something and it's just you know as you scroll yeah, it starts, you know, Yeah. and because um, I myself, I'm not I'm not big on those. I mean, I'm not big on any kind of like traumatic video. I've just never been able to, you know, it's, it's hard for me to watch. But um, uh, I saw it on Twitter and I kind of watched for a second and then and it kind of it, it's it, like you said, it's happened for so long. And but it seemed to like that happened um Brianna Taylor happened the week before uh, you know and it was just yeah um I don't know and the, the Amy Cooper video did were you up north when that happened I haven't heard no who, who's Amy Cooper oh boy so uh it was um I want to say 
it was last week um it's oh so there was a white woman in central park and she's walking her dog but apparently the dog wasn't on a leash so she's like just kind of in the area i'm if you've been to central park before there's kind of like little little areas that open up you know and it was like one of those little areas like in the woods that opened up and she was um she had her dog there and uh there was another a man there um named christian cooper he uh with no relation obviously he was bird watching so there's like a big birding area there and he asked her if she could um leash you know put her dog on a leash i for multiple reasons number one you're just you're not supposed to have your dog you know not on a leash in central park also that you know that area if you're watching birds and there's a dog an unleashed dog it's going to be harder to watch the birds because dogs go after birds, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, so he, he asked well, her. And also, I just need to say, as a dog lover, mm-hmm. I understand why people think it's okay to have their dogs off leash, right? Yeah. I do. I get it. Because they're like, well, I know my dog isn't going to do anything. But the thing is, is like, other people don't know your dog. Other people don't know that your dog isn't going to do anything. Other people can be validly afraid of dogs and not yeah. want your dog coming near them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, the only time Texas, my dog is off leash is in the back of my apartment. We have a little area Yeah. and I still, if I, if there's a person out back or I can hear people, I absolutely put them on a leash because I mean, again, I, and I don't want to be responsible for anything happening. He is a dog, you know, like I love Texas and I don't think he'll ever do anything wrong but he is a dog there is a chance they Um, have yes exactly so so he asked her if you know and he asked her calmly if she could she could put the dog on a leash and it started just getting heated so he started recording the video now if you watch this video this video is worth watching it's definitely i mean it's it's traumatic in a different way but she is off her rocker it is out of control and she immediately immediately says um i'm gonna call the cops i'm gonna call the cops and she actually says i'm going to call the cops and tell them an african-american man is attacking me and he's so calm and he's like um okay yeah call the cops you know and she's like freaking out and now while she's doing this so she does start actually calling the cops she has her dog on like she's standing up and it's a small dog uh i don't know what kind but maybe like um like a small dog a little bigger than texas but small and she's holding the dog's leash in her hand basically the dog is like being strangled you know, because she's standing and doing it. You mm-hmm. can tell, like, you could see the dog, like, kind of wailing around. And, and um, Christian Cooper is recording all of this. And she is just, I mean, she, like, starts freaking out and starts, so she calls 911. And she's, like, saying, um, what is it, the uh, the ramble is the part of Central Park that she's at. She's like, I'm in the ramble. There's an African-American man trying to attack me and my dog. And, I mean, there was never any movement on his part or anything. He's literally just standing there recording it. And she starts screaming. And she makes it sound like she's physically being attacked. Like, she Mm. starts crying and saying, he's attacking me. I can't hear you. He's attacking me. And he's nowhere near her. And, um, it, so, 
it like just it, it kind of stops there but during it i mean she's strangling her dog she's screaming and he's just standing there calmly so this video was uploaded by i believe it's christian cooper's sister who uploaded it and um and not that this makes a difference but christian cooper is uh very like he's um he actually works he worked for the hrc and he's like really, you know, respected and yada yada. And, and his sister was kind of like, um, if you know my brother, you would know how insane this accusation is. And um, so in the span of like that happening, the next day, first of all, the next day, the the uh, comp- uh, the place that Amy Cooper adopted her dog from, they came back and took the dog. Okay, wait, no, I'm you're getting names confusing for me. Well, what's confusing is his name's Christian Cooper and her name's Amy Cooper. Okay. And they're not related. <laughs> okay. So I, I was under the impression that Amy Cooper was then like his sister. Okay. No, I know. And That's what I, uh, when I said that earlier, they're not related. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. I'm it is confusing because of the same last name. I'm doing this story off memory. I could, cause I, you know, um, I didn't know exactly where we were going with this, so I didn't have it prepared, but I do have the video now so I can kind of be a little more clear about it. They're not related. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's his sister, which I don't have his sister's name, his sister uploaded the video to Twitter. And that's how it, like, started taking off. So Amy Cooper, the woman who called 911, she lost her dog. I mean, which was needed to happen because she was literally holding that thing up by his. As like, in they took her dog and said. They came and took her dog back, the, pe- okay. the place she adopted the dog from. Nice. She lost her job, uh, you know, and. Right. So it's it was this happened, and then you know, and this happened right before the George Floyd. So it just it was a really like heated. It was a, a lot happened while you were gone, is what I'm getting at, Evie. Yeah, a lot happened, but I mean, not that that's the same. But we all know that, you know, I mean, a white woman claiming she's being attacked by an African American man, I, there is such a good chance of that man being killed by the cops. And that's a long history, right? Long history, yeah. um, But really quickly, I just want to, like, kind of dot the T's and cross the I's here. What happened with the police report and all of that? Well, um, she, from what I know right now, she hasn't been charged with uh, making a false report yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been a pretty contentious issue. Sure. So it doesn't seem like there has been much happening, you know, it's, and he was, he even came online and he was like, you know, I didn't, I didn't want her life to be upended like this either. And he, you know, which is way more than he had to do. But Uh, uh, that's very big of him because he, she was absolutely willing to upend his, his entire life because he asked her to leash his dog, her dog. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's that's well, and I think that's actually a really good. I think that's actually a really great. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me here. <laughs> Contrast, I think. I think that that's sort of the point, right? Yeah. Of this conversation. Yeah. And he, he also said, you know, he videotaped it because it was important to document things. Unfortunately, you know, he said we live in an era where things like um, Ahmed Arbery, you know, were you you were around when that happened? 
Yes. Right? Okay. Um, where black men are seen as targets, and she it, she wanted to exploit that, and so yeah, and she, she I mean, it was it's out of control, and it was like not again not that this makes a big difference either, but it was like seven thirty a.m. on a Monday. Just you know, like just all of the things that made this video so inconceivable like how why would she i and she did i mean she did she literally was so open about saying i'm going to do this and it was a complete threat you know well and again like that does have a long history and it goes into some like really deep rooted racist ideas about black men and white women mm-hmm you know, the victimization of the white woman at the hands of the the black male. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, even I mean, Emmett Till. Yeah. Right? The kid who didn't, but a white woman accused him of whistling at her. And he was lynched. Yeah. A 14-year-old. He was mm-hmm. a 14-year-old. Yeah, so, so this I mean, is a long, long history. And right now, with the advent of social media and phones in our cameras where people can actually, you know, citizens can actually document history. It's no longer just the the winner that can document history, right? I mean, that's usually how it goes, right? The winner writes history. Mm-hmm. But we're in a time where we all have the opportunity to contribute to that history, and show what's really going on in people's lives. And it's pretty incredible. And yeah. it's, I think, you know, sort of like we talked about, you know, like this is something that the white community, the white people of this country really need to reckon with. We have to reckon with our past. We have to reckon with our present <laughs> because white people are fucking racist. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's that's absolutely the truth. And we live in a society built by and for the power to perpetuate power for white people, particularly white men. But white women always benefit from that power. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, you know, it's important for us to have these conversations among white people because we need to figure out how to be better allies in this. Yeah. That's, that's an, it's, it's interesting because you know, you don't want to like, it's not up to black people to tell us how to be better allies. Right. Um, that's my dog. I'm sorry. He knocks his foot when he itches. Um, you know, it's not, and so I don't, wouldn't want to put that pressure on them, but it's, it's sometimes can be hard to try to know what, what to do and how to be a better ally. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, I just Google everything. <laughs> um, and donation is huge to donate to, you know, certain causes are, is definitely helpful. Um, from anyway, from what I read that there's, you know, you can always use money. And the protests. Yeah. Well, I think another thing, too, is I think what you said is right. You know, 
it isn't up to black people. It is up to us to educate ourselves mm-hmm. on these things, you know? I mean, and there are a plethora of books. And if you're not a reader, there are audiobooks. If you're not an audiobook person, there are documentaries, there are movies. You know, there are things there are ways to educate yourself. There, you know, online, of course, but there's also black holes that you can get into online that can be terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have to educate ourselves and we have to have these conversations and we have to figure our shit out and get our house in order. And we can't leave it up to black people anymore. Um, is, is there anything that you find that you have it you know that you do uh do you generally go to protests or yes yeah generally yes I have to admit like I hasn't haven't been around so no that hasn't been an option for me and you didn't even know what was going on right now so yeah right right um that's yeah that conversation is so it's so frustrating too talking to people because all they see is you know during these protests all they see is the looting or you know and that's well I mean and that's sort of here's the thing like I'm I'm really kind of tired about people commenting on the way people protest exactly that's that's what I mean like it's so that having that conversation trying to explain to somebody that they should care about human life more it's it's so insane to me that to have that conversation to constantly have that conversation and that you're actually having to say this to somebody like i well, don't know it's exhausting make, yeah i but don't also, know how it's it's also the same person that like that's also the same person who's going to say something along the lines of well, Eric Garner was selling loose cigarettes. He was doing something illegal. Oh, my God. You know, so that somehow justifies police violence and brutality and murder? No. You know, I mean, those are the same people that they just, they somehow miss the point. And and they're also the same people who are going to be the first people to say, well, I'm not racist. Yeah, they miss every point. They, how do you successfully miss all the points? You run right into the point and still fucking miss it. It's how, yes. Insane. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, it is so weird to have to try to convince somebody to care about people. All lives matter. Oh, is started. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's almost like there's, it's almost like a big fat fuck you. It is like a bit. Yeah, it's a total. It. I mean, it's it's one of two things. It's one thing that it is just a big fat fuck you. Or it's another thing that it's just somebody is just so completely like obtuse of, of about everything. Like and just not even willing to learn. That's how you know. That's how you know that, you know, it, I mean, it's so shitty that you are not willing at all to just do a little bit of research, just look into things just a little bit. Right. You know, well, because they're also did. the same people who are going to get pissed off and hate Colin Kaepernick for taking a knee I can, uh, in right? protest of police brutality. So it's like, here's the thing. 
you don't like the way this protest is happening, which is a peaceful protest. You don't like that because it makes you uncomfortable because it makes you have to think about something that you you don't want to think about when all you want to do is scratch your ass and drink a beer and watch a fucking game, right? Yeah. And you don't like the way people are protesting now, which is sometimes erupting in violence. And now that's also questionable about who's creating that violence, right? I mean, I've heard a lot of stories about Proud Boys and white nationalists and Trump supporters going in and starting violence and starting the rioting, starting the looting. So, I mean... And the cops. The cops are very violent down there. I mean, even in even in Detroit, like I did not get tear gas, but the group in front of me did. And it like I kind of like walked into it. I basically tear gassed myself because I was on my shirt and I wiped my face with my shirt and <laughs> of course I did. I tear gassed myself. But um I mean, these were 15 and 16 year old kids. There were rubber bullets all over. They were shooting rubber bullets down the street and ricocheting, like hitting cars and stuff. The cops were doing a lot. They were really destructive, really destructive. I mean, now, like in Ferndale, they weren't anywhere near there, but it was a lot of white people protesting in Ferndale. It was mostly just like it was a Ferndale protest, you know? Yeah. But like in Detroit, oh, gosh, they were everywhere. And I didn't see any violence from the protesters i didn't see anything like that um and from most of, a lot of the videos i don't see that it's i mean i'm seeing a lot of violence from cops and uh i'm not the other way around not a lot right. of protesters like that's not to say that it doesn't happen but i'm not seeing a lot of that and then not to mention um i'm sorry but what happens when a fucking sports team wins Right. And let's talk about the protests at the Michigan Capitol with the gun toters. Oh, my God. Those. Yes. Yes. Screaming in the face of the cops and the cops doing nothing. And then doing literally nothing. Nothing. They're I mean, that right there, the that right there. screaming exactly. in their faces and the cops do nothing. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, I listen, I love Boston sports and I've lived in Boston when the Red Sox won the World Series and there were t- cars tipped. There were I mean, there were there was ever, like madness on the streets and there were cops so like riot cops. And I didn't see anything happen. I didn't see anybody get tear gassed or any. And it was like, I, you know, yeah, no um, big difference. Yeah. Huge difference. And it's fucked up. Yeah. It's It's absolutely fucked up. And, you know, I started, you know, I mean, just trying to kind of get caught up on, like, what is going on, you know, coming home last night, um, you know, Googling and all the things, you know. I, I, of course, went to the Black Lives Matter page, and it was stunning to me in so many ways that, that was six years ago when the Black Lives Matter movement sort of was born after yeah. Michael Brown and Eric Garner. And it's, it's stunning in the sense that, like, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. It still feels so fresh to me. I can't imagine how it must feel to the black community. You know, like, because this, I mean, this has 
been a string. I mean, that was just the beginning yeah. of sort of this social media advent of seeing these murders happen live, you know? Because they have been happening a lot. I mean, they've been happening forever. We're just forever, now absolutely, them. yeah. We're just now seeing them. Um, oh, another thing that's been kind of, I mean, good is not the right word, but like I have seen some, like, uh, leaders and political leaders and stuff actually coming out and saying using the word murder yeah. in the George Floyd case. You yeah. know, not saying that that was a horror, you know, a horror, excuse me, a horrific death or this, like actually using the word murder. Yeah. Um, he was charged, but with third degree manslaughter. Which, yeah, is, I think that's, no, well, I think there was a third degree murder and second degree manslaughter charge. Um, maybe, yeah, you, you probably know that angle more than I do, but, um, that's, uh, you know, obviously not nearly enough. So another reason for these protests to be happening. But, um, yeah, I have seen, like, uh, was it the chief of D- Detroit police? Yeah, Craig. Came out and said that was murder. That's good. That's good that that word is being used. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's great. It is. It is. I mean, because it is important to name this stuff, you know? I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, I, I found this art. I read this article and I posted it on Facebook and we can actually post a link in our show notes, but it, it is, it's an article about how to be a good white ally mm-hmm. um, during this time and at all times. Right. And um, well, and they talk about the author of the article talks about the fact that naming racism is important naming things, keeping them in the dark is where secrets start, right? That's mm-hmm. where shame starts, blah, blah, blah. And that's true. That's really true for, white people in this country there's it's also true that there is a lot of bad education out there but it's very true that white people want to think of racism as having ended when slavery ended you know um and that actually the end the quote-unquote naming of the ending of slavery was actually the end of slavery because it really wasn't you know But, like, naming these things as what they are is really hard for white people. It's really, really fucking hard to own and claim racism as part of our history and heritage in this country because it's shameful. Uh So we want to keep it in the dark and we don't want to name it. And we want to deny it and we want to distance ourselves from it. But that doesn't fucking help anybody. It doesn't help white people. It doesn't help black people. And it doesn't help heal the history and the present. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So naming these things is important. I agree. Like saying it's murder is important. Yeah, definitely. But it's the tip of the iceberg thing. It has to, I mean, like we have to actually do some real reckoning as a people. Yeah, that we should, you should definitely post a link to that um, article too, because that's, you know, um, for our, our our white listeners, it's it's not a you know it's not a black person's job to to tell us how to be better. It's our job to learn how to be better. Absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. Just like it's not our job to help straight people be better, right? Mm. Mm. 
Yeah, no, you're right. To be better allies. I mean, you know, it's their job to learn. Now, I mean, of course, there are those people who choose to educate, right? And that's important. And those are the people that we should be learning from. But we shouldn't be expecting every single person who is of a particular group to be the educator of that group, the voice of that group. Yeah, definitely. You don't want to be the token. That's interesting. The token. We should you do know? an episode on the token too at one point because absolutely. That's... <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's really interesting. It's really sad. It's been a sad sad week, and these protests are going to be happening for a while. And um, I don't know. Get out. You know, I think it's important to to get out there and try to. It's important to get out there and. The ways that you can get out there. And I think that that's different for everybody. But I think that it is a situation where white people really do need to take on this load and Uh make, you know, stop being white polite, stop being uh, allowing things to happen in your presence, you know, speak up, speak out. If, you know, work on educating people in a way that they can hear you. Yeah, that's, that's important too. Um, you know, calling somebody racist is easy, but it's also the first thing that's going to put their hackles up and make them defensive. White fragility is a thing. Read up on it. Um, and we can put some links in our show notes to that. That's not to say that you should not have the hard conversations. It's to say that you have to know how to have the hard conversations in a way that people will hear you and listen to you, you know? So that's what we need to do moving forward. And I think that in 2020, especially, (laughs) (laughs) It's, we, we've got time to do some real self-examination. Yeah. And work. 2020 is not fucking around. No, it's not. Murder hornets and all. What even happened to them? They about, they were like, <laughs> absolutely not. I am all set. <laughs> they were like, America? Uh, mm, I'm good on that. Yeah. Um, well, this is a good conversation. Yeah, Um, we should continue keep talking about to put some links up in our show notes. Um, A little bit of a shorter show this week, but we really just wanted to address what was going on uh, because it's important. It's absolutely important. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's important for us to be allies and in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, Yeah. And don't forget how how pride even started. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a really great point. Yeah, it did. I mean, it's, it was, it was a riot. It was civil unrest. And, you know, I think that it's what people do when they've been silenced for so long. You've got to make your voice heard somehow. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to get to crushes? Let's do crushes. Let's do crushes. 
Nicole, who is your crush? My crush this week is Brittany Packnett. I, mean, I love her. Same. Um, Pod Save America. Love it. Yes. One of the best podcasts ever. Uh, she was a member of uh, Obama's 21st Century Policing Task Force. Um, she's an activist and she's co-founder of Campaign Zero. And she's absolutely dreamy. Yes. Absolutely dreamy. I love her. Sure. At Ms. Pack Yeti on Twitter. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. She's my crush this week. Maybe every week. What about you? I'm going with Alicia Garza, Excellent. one of the co-founders of the Black Lives Matter movement. She is an Oakland-based organizer, writer, public speaker, and freedom dreamer who is currently the special projects director for the National Domestic Workers Alliance. That's amazing. Uh, as a queer black woman, Garza's leadership and work challenge the misconception that only cisgender black men encounter police and state violence. Well, the tragic deaths of Trayvon Martin and Mike Brown were catalysts for the emergence of the BLM movement. Garza is clear. In order to truly understand how devastating and widespread this type of violence is in black America, we must view this epidemic through a lens of race, gender, sexual orientation, and gender identity. And she's a general badass and inspiration. I love it. I thought words would be better suited than mine to explain my crush. Perfect. Well, so I'm really glad. Yeah, I'm glad we had this talk. Uh, we're going to keep talking about this. Um, and it is Pride Month, so we will be getting to a couple, you know, we'll do a couple episodes about um, Pride, too. Absolutely. Uh, um, now Evie's back. Yes. So. And we'll we'll have to put our, our, yeah, conversation on misogyny and all of that, I think, on hold, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. Pride stuff. We have some great stuff um, coming up for you guys. Yeah. Uh, so find us on our socials um, at uh, Queerdos on Facebook. Yep, at Queered Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> on Instagram. Why did I confuse that for a minute? It's been a few <laughs> weeks that I forget. Um, send us a message. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe. Um, you can find us anywhere, wherever you're listening to this, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so stay weird. Be queer. Bye. Bye.